What's up, everybody? It's the Pagan Nomad. I'm finally back. You know how you love it when you have a plan set out and then the plan goes to literal shit? Yeah, that's basically what happened. I thought I was done. I thought I had everything sorted for and I was going to be able to get back into this. And then just everything went to hell. This is the problem of being 20 and working for yourself in Europe. But no, so now that I'm back, I think what I want to do is is start a mini-series. And the mini-series that I have in mind is going to be all about the gods. And basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to dedicate one episode to each god and just go into detail a bit on each of them, explain where they come from, their family history, what their role is, what they're best known for, and just explain a bit and, yeah, have fun doing it. And hopefully for some people that don't know anything about them, it'll just give them a small introduction into the gods. And for people that know a lot about them, maybe they'll learn something new. Or maybe it'll just be something interesting that you can listen to. And obviously, it would be wrong for me to start a series on the gods and not go with the Allfather himself. Odin, the king of Asgard, who is a just such complex character he is basically the one of the most important gods in norse mythology and he is associated with so many things he's associated with wisdom death the gallows knowledge war sorcery poetry the runic alphabet he's just like all over the place and to date there is about 170 i'll say that again 170 different names for him and so we're just going to make it easy and i'm not going to recite them all of you because the podcast would probably be like three year, three hours long we're just going to stick with odin or the old father and he's known in old english as woden old Saxon as wodan and wotan but we were going to, we're going to go by Odin, like I said. So, first of all, he is obviously the king of the Asia. He is the head honcho. He's married to Frigg. He has and he has been he has been told to have several children, the most notably being Thor. As well, everybody knows who Thor is, and I will obviously be doing one on Thor. But yes, the most notably ones being Thor and Balder. And Balder is the son of him and his wife, Frigg. And Thor is his son by Jord. And so, the one thing that he's most known for is, and as he's often depicted, is he's depicted as one-eyed, with a long beard, wielding a spear, his magic spear going near, which always hits its targets and always comes back. And he is often depicted wearing a cloak and a long hat and a broad hat. Now, I don't know how many of you might have watched the series Vikings, and I'm not on all endorsing it, but if you watch Vikings and you watch the first, like, episode season, the first episode, actually, to be fair, and after Ragnar Lothbrok is in battle and he has that vision of of the Valkyries and stuff, and you see the character that he calls Odin, that is very, very accurate to how he is depicted in most texts and sagas it is the coat the spear with the ravens obviously hugin and munin and the broad hat obscuring his features now he's often um accompanied 
by his companions, as in he has the wolves Gary and Freki, and the ravens Hugin and Munin, now Hugin and Munin being thought and memory, that fly across the ro- across Midgard and bring him information. And he is often seen riding the eight-legged steed Sleipnir, who we'll get into more in a different one, who is credited with being able to ride ac- run across water and through the air. And he himself is the son of Bor and the Jotun Bestler, and has two brothers, Billy and Vey. So, let's go over his accomplishments. Well, first of all, pretty big thing, he is in part, takes part in the creation of the world by basically just, you know, walking up and shanking the Jotun, Ymir, the primordial beyond. But basically, him and his two brothers, Vili and Vey, are responsible for killing Ymir and creating Midgard. And then he himself gives the gift of life to Ast and Embla, who are the first two humans. And he has in himself a particular association with Yule, the festival of Yule, which has now like become sort of Christmas. Christmas, as we know it, derives from Yule, the Yule log, but, you know, that's a different thing. And also, he is known as, obviously, the god of poetry and wisdom. Now, going, we'll start from the, we'll start from the easy one, his eye. Now, a lot of people might think that he lost his eye in a battle, like with Fenrir, who was destined to kill him at Ragnarok, or something like that. Now, basically, he traded his eye for a drink of Mimir's well. Now, just a quick one, Mimir is the severed head, and I'll go into the story of him himself, of Mimir himself, and how he became to be a severed head, but basically, to be, to earn a sip from Mimir's well, either you have to enter into his service for a year, or tr- sacrifice something equally important. And so Odin sacrificed his eye, and he often, even now, will consults Mimir because he knows everything basically and then obviously we have the his the god of poetry and how that happened is is he drunk something called the 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 mead of poetry the draft of poetry the Kvasir's mead and in a nutshell Kvasir was created at the peace accords between the Aesir and the Vanir after the Aesir Vanir war, and he was created by them collectively spitting into a bowl which then came in, and he was intelligent, incredibly intelligent, he could answer anything, and he was killed by two dwarves, who mixed his mead into, mixed his blood into mead, creating the mead, and then Unfortunately, through a series of events, it ended up in the possession of a giant who then Odin stole it from and gifted it to the rest of the gods and the humans. But him in himself, having have drank the most, is the god of poetry. Okay, another thing that is often attributed to Odin are the Valkyries and Valhalla. Or the Valkyries. You know, different ways of saying it. And he receives half of the slain in battle who become the Einherjar. And the other half are chosen by the goddess Freya for her afterlife, Folkvanger. So between Folkvanger and Valhalla, it's basically you go to one or the other when you die on the, ba- on the battlefield. And he is t- going to, he is the one that will lead the Einherjar into battle at Ragnarok before he's consumed by Fenrir. So, what else can we say about Odin? Well, Odin is 
often very, very devious and mischievous. He is most of his sayings and exploits are about him in search of a higher knowledge. Now, one of the most known or well scripted is his quest for, to unlock the meaning of runes, for which he is also attributed. And he hung himself from Idrazil for nine days, with a basically dying for nine days so he could unlock the mystery of runes because why not why not you know just when you're bored on the weekend and you don't know what to do put your phone down put your ps4 controller or your xbox controller and just go hang yourself off a tree because why not it seems like a good idea your friends will love you for it you know, it's just one of those things. You can glow. Oh, what did you do on your on your holidays? Oh, we went to the beach. I hung myself from a tree because it makes perfect sense. And so, yes, he is not married to the goddess Frigg, and he is often making bets and dares with her about the outcome of several exploits. And he has been depicted in modern day films and references quite i would say quite accurately obviously you have like the 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 game smite where you can play as odin which is a takes bit of a poetic license on the character and then you have obviously in the series vikings where i personally found he was depicted very very truthfully and accurately in the times that he did appear he was very very well depicted you obviously also have the indirect appearance in games such as god of war where he sends his grandchildren's magni and modi which are the sons of thor and his son balder to capture kratos again and in other things such as series new american gods where ian mcshane depicts him as mr wednesday and who can forget the at the all the thor films where he is portrayed by anthony hopkins which personally i am like really okay with you know anthony hopkins is always a win in my book so some key fact features about odin as well is first of all wednesday is his day woden's day it comes from that wotenstag in german it's Wotenstag, the day of Wotan, which then was later became Wednesday. And obviously they have in the series American Gods, they do have a slight tip to this, the tip of the hat, because his character is called Mr. Wednesday. And that's basically the thing behind that. So he's often venerated for, for different reasons, for poetry, for... The war, as a war god, as a leader, as a symbol of royalty. He has inspired numerous works of poetry, music, loads of media. He is a very big, big, big part of the pagan movement in itself. And he has a very, very big role in it itself. As you like, as I say, he is literally credited with not only creating Midgard, Butts giving life. He is the one that is used as a muse by most poets and most warriors. He's a very strong god. And so, yeah, this that was just a little bit about Odin. You know, we just as a start, it's not perfect, but it's a start. I was now hoping hopefully I'll get better on it. But yeah, and this is basically how I'd hope to be able to do the podcasts. Just a little bit of info here, a little bit there. Just what, you know. 
what could be interesting. Go on. And then obviously, as I do the other gods, I will explain his connection and their connection with each other. For example, as I mentioned earlier, Sleipnir, how he came to being, because my next one will probably be Loki. I know Shakara, most people would probably expect me to do Thor, but I'm probably going to do Loki first and explain that. So, yeah, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you in the next pot. Bye for now.